0: I was very fortunate to be able to sit down with fitness expert here in New York, Don Saladino. Now, Don is... At the very top of the field when we talk about fitness coaches, and he runs a very successful business here in New York called Drive Health Clubs. He is also a trainer to some of the biggest stars that you guys would have heard of, with the the likes of guys like Ryan Reynolds, our very own Aussie Hugh Jackman, uh, people like Scarlett Johansson, Blake Lively, and the list goes on. And Don was just genuinely a great guy. So this episode um, was extremely exciting for me. I was very keen to sit down with Don. Um, I love his philosophy on training and nutrition and. And I do thank him for giving giving us his time and sharing his, his, uh, his opinion on a few different things and also his story with the Fitness and Lifestyle podcast. So if you've enjoyed today's show, I do ask a favor of you if you could take a screenshot of the episode and post it on your Instagram story and tag myself and Don just to show your support and give us any feedback from this episode. But for now, I'm going to let you guys enjoy this interview. Just sit back, relax, and Enjoy. All right, Don, so let's get stuck straight into the episode, man. Firstly, I want to uh, thank you for, oh, for cool. joining me today. I know, I know I'm going to get a lot out of it, and I think the audience is going to be you. super stoked Appreciate that you've joined the show. But um, first question I had for you, man, is what drove you down the path of a career in the fitness industry?
1: You know, I, um, <clears throat> I think it's probably when everything for me started in sports. Yep. I had, a, uh, I had a hearing problem and a bit of a stuttering problem when I was in second grade. I was put into a special ed class, Used to come home from school just upset every day. You know, typical story that you, you hear, which drives most people. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I became really good at baseball at a young age because my father was a player, and uh, realized when I got back to school that I was pretty good compared to everyone else. And I, I think I, I, that really motivated me and gave me a bit of confidence. So uh, you know, I started putting a lot of my efforts as I, you know, I had surgery on my ears and went through some you know stuff to correct my stutter and. Um, end up, you know, obviously I'm fine now, but (laughs) it's one of those things where I, uh, you know, through the whole process, I I found I I got such um, satisfaction from uh, just training and exercise at a young age. Yep. 16 years old, I started really working out with weights, and okay. I remember coming back, and women were like, "Oh my god, look at yep. you!" So between
0: and was that-, that was that initial uh training that you started doing? Was that for sport, or was that just to get in and try and put up? Well, on at size the time, or- I mean, come on, man. I mean, I'm, I graduated high school in 1995,
1: so yep. back then it's like you know functional training, whatever yeah. the hell you want to call it. It's <laughs> like. You know, it's just such a joke. Everyone's still doing body parts back then, and yeah. and they're they're training to get stronger. No one really discussed how specific training could really actually hurt you as an athlete. Yeah. So my my goal was to just get stronger, bigger, and I. But I understood at a young age the importance of flexibility, so I worked on mm-hmm. that. And I think I was just I was a four sport athlete in high school. I was always so active. I was a, a, a very competitive in, in slalom skiing on the water. There was just certain things that I did that required you to have really good balance and agility and. Uh, pliability in the body. So I think that was really balancing me out with a lot of my training. So yeah, squat heavy pushing trucks and doing all this pain yeah, yeah. cleaning and doing all this great stuff that I would still recommend people to do today. But then I was getting out of a session, this was after work. I was, you know, going out and hitting the water for okay. an hour, going on the baseball field and I'd have a game for three hours. So yep. it was always balanced with some type of athletic feat. Okay. Yep. And that really kind of set me up for success in my career. Then at that point, I went off to college, played division one baseball. After baseball I realized that uh, man, baseball's not gonna work out, but how do I stay in fitness? Yeah, okay. And my mom motivated me to kind of pursue this yes yep. like, I was worried about the money she's like you'll figure it out don't worry about the money and now here I am so
0: here you are yeah, yeah good fantastic now when we talk about exercise uh, specific for the individual obviously it does come down to specificity mm-hmm. and each person or each case is different but in general what are is there three exercises uh, I know there's a huge list of exercises we can go through but what are three <laughs> exercises that you love to throw into to people's programs
1: you know I, I mean it's always some type of a uh, let, me, let me break it I mean some type of squat deadlift. I mean, I absolutely love, it. now I'm not saying that has to be a back squat or that has to be a conventional deadlift. I mean, there's so many variations. I mean, a one-legged RDL with a dumbbell, I mean, yeah. that's, that's a deadlift. I mean, yeah. a rack pull, that's a deadlift. So I, I love squatting weight. I love pulling weight and I love doing some type of an upper body press complemented with some type of an upper body pull. So I'd really kind of extend it and say, you know, four exercises right there in a nutshell. Yeah. That's, that's pretty damn good. I mean, yep. if you wanted to shorten it, you'd say squat, bench and deadlift because yep. the deadlift you are getting pulling, you're getting a lot of that posterior chain. So to answer your question, yeah, probably squat dead in some type of an upper press. Yep. Depending on what's specific to that individual
0: and you're adding a fourth, yeah, I do go with an upper body pull, so. And what type of training or what style of training do you tend to gravitate towards uh, for yourself? Myself, so I change
1: my training up probably every it depends one to four months. Those are my blocks. Okay. So I'll set up blocks of training. If I go on a powerlifting program, it could be three to four months where I'm just focusing on getting stronger and those specific movements to get stronger. Right now I actually just took my first two weeks off in probably got five years. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right. So I I I told myself it wasn't because I was feeling crappy. I, I just said to myself, you know what? body's aching a little bit, I'm in August, this is a good time of year, it starts slowing down, I had some travels, I'm gonna shut down for a week, see how I feel, got through the week, and I was like, man, I wanna do another week, and by last week, last night, I was saying to myself, all right, I'm excited to get back. Itching to get back into it, yeah. Probably could've held off another week if I had to, but I got back in with really, listen, what was my workout today? It was some type of hip dominant, deadlift, (laughs) some type of knee dominant, which you you can argue is that knee or hip, but squat, Yep. Upper push, which was a dumbbell press, upper pull, which was a pull up or pull down, and we went into an overhead carry and a landmine. I did say so, that
0: on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it was just
1: six easy movements. Yep. It wasn't, it was a 15 RM weight for 10 reps. Okay, yeah. So again, just breaking a sweat, getting the body yep. to feel good. Dr. Charlie Wangroff today did a lot of, he did about 90 minutes of tissue work on me, did some, you uh, know, cool. yeah, did some uh, needling, did some ART. We went through a screening. I got FMS last week. So okay. I like going in every, a couple times a year, and I like rescreening myself. Yeah. I like having someone I really trust look at my body and how it's moving, and then making and um, kind of setting a plan on what direction do I need to go to. My FMS was great, but where it was three years ago, it dipped a little bit. Okay. And there's certain things that aren't or weren't working the way I want them to work. Yeah. So now it's my opportunity to jump back in and say, "All right, what do we have to do to target to improve?" You know, thoracic extension, you know, yeah. is it more breathing? You know, is it throwing in some LDOA early on yeah. in the workout? So, you know, um, I, I love doing that stuff. I love assessing. But my training, that's what why I think I've become really good at what I've done is that I'll commit to something for a block or a period of time. And then I'm all in on that. But I'm never sticking to one specific training yeah. style. You yeah. know, I can be doing, you know, west side at one point. I can okay. do hard style kettlebells at another you know, I could be doing a Vince Gironda eight by eight at 30 seconds rest, yeah. you know. So it really does change a lot, but when I dive into it, I dive into it, I commit to it, I always put a good emphasis into mobility and recovery. Yeah,
0: great. You know, my body moves well because of it. Awesome, and then guys, uh, for those that are watching or listening to the podcast, obviously I'll have all Don's social media links in the show notes below, um, but 100% go and check out some of his videos on different exercises and stuff that you may not have seen before. Open your eyes up to some different styles of training. Um, now, you've got, obviously, a lot of experience in the coaching world, and in the yep. intro, I mentioned that you're up there with some of the best coaches in the world, Thank you. Um, and some of those clients include some of the biggest actors in the world. Sure. What do you, In your eyes, what do you think makes a great coach? Uh,
1: the ability to adapt to the individual. I always say there's a difference between being a good trainer and a good coach. A trainer, yep. I feel like, is someone who's incredibly knowledgeable. A coach is someone who can touch within someone is someone who has the ability to be able to adapt to that individual on that given day. If you combine both of those elements, I think you are deadly at what you're doing in this industry. So, um, you know, I I wouldn't consider myself a great coach because of the clients I've trained. I consider myself very good at what I do because I've attracted those clients because of my craft and my my skill set and because I involve a team around me. And um, that's what makes what I do really special is because I've got a group of physical therapists I've got a group of strength coaches that I trust I've got a team of surgeons that I work with um, I'm able to get an MRI turned around in a few hours I mean there's I've got a lot of contacts to where if something happens to someone or if we need to move the ball quickly, can I, I can make it happen, I can put that phone call in. And then yeah. setting the plan and attacking that plan with that individual, yeah, I mean, I'm, I've been doing this for nineteen, twenty years, but what makes me good at what I do is that I still understand that I there's so much I need to learn. Yeah. And that I don't consider myself an expert, I consider myself a professional at what I do because I'm always learning, so. Yeah, don't From, get
0: complacent with where you're at. Never,
1: never, never. I mean, as much as I'm going off in the business world right now, I, I, I still love this. Yeah, And I still, I'm, every day I wanna learn and I wanna Kind of steal information from people yeah. and try and figure things out and find new ways to do things. And I still get excited when I read articles and a light bulb goes off in my head. It's,
0: it really is great. I think even that in itself is is something that is it is would attract clients, would attract people that would be happy to work with you because of the fact that you are like that. You're not stuck in your ways of thinking you know everything or or you know this is what you believe in and that's basically it. you're open to. No I idea. call my team then, over on the floor. Yeah. I
1: mean, there's there's times where we're going through. Um, a specific warm-up with someone or we're working on trying to release an area of the body that might be a little locked up, not with my hands. I don't have the right to do that, but yeah. I'll call my PT over and say, all right, we're stuck on this. What's yeah. going on? Or um, i have a set of eyes on someone and I'm not really seeing something. I'll call Tiago, one of my partners over and be like, take a look. What are you seeing here? Yeah. It just might be a different way that Tiago can deliver that information. It might click in that person's head a little bit differently. Nine out of 10 times, it works. And I don't look at it as, oh, wow, I know less. No, I look at it as yeah. well, I'm involving my team. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm involving my nutritionist. Do I know about nutrition? Yes, I know a boatload about nutrition. Mm. Um, but when we get into some of the medical side of it, when people have diabetes or they're, you know, recovering from cancer, like, yeah. that's something where I want to put with someone who is specializes in, in that field. area. Yeah, yeah. 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 Fantastic. I don't want to try and act like the jack of all trades, like, like I know it all. But no, listen could probably help you, but I'd rather get someone in there who can help you a little bit better than me.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks. And you touched on nutrition just quickly there, and what is your approach to nutrition year-round? Now, I'm not talking about trying to get ready for a shoot, I'm not talking about trying to get completely jacked, what's your year-round Well, approach?
1: it's funny, when I, when I, you know, I shot the cover of Muscle & Fitness January 10th, and I got the call on December 21st, mm. I go, four weeks. Yeah. And the guy's like, uh, he even asked me, can you be ready? Because he, he, he knows me. He's like, yeah. well, when's the shoot? Is it spring? He's like, he starts laughing. He goes, no, it's Jan 10. I was like, okay. So yeah. I was like, really? I, I call my wife. I told her. And she's like, all right, you're going to have a fun holiday. And I'm like, yeah. but I love it. Yeah. So exactly. like when, when, when my family's sitting there eating like spaghetti and meatballs and yeah, like yeah. eating, and I'm sitting there eating, you know, my prep meals that are weighed out in ounces, it's fine. but. Most people are like, well, did you drop your carbs? What you get to? Mm. I've done plenty of shoots where I've done, you know, when I, where I've uh, done deloads on carbs and I've, I've dehydrated and I've done all this stuff. And this time I wanted to go in with something that was sustainable. Yeah. So I prepped for those close to five weeks on 300 grams of carbs a day, 275 grams of protein and 90 grams of fat. Fantastic. That was my, that was, so going into the shoot, I'd, hockey, I'd hockey three nights a week. Okay. I was playing like we yeah, have two yeah. lines on our on our hockey team, not four lines. Like, yeah. so it's basically one minute on, one minute off, and you're skating as hard as you can for an hour. So I was lifting five, six day, days a week. I was playing three days of hockey, and in the other days, I was just doing steady state cardio to just try and recover from all the intense training I was doing. People were like, "Why aren't you doing HIT?" I'm like, "Because I'm playing hockey three nights a week, and if you're I start, doing doing, yeah, I'm doing I'm kind like, of yeah. doing day of training. So I'm like, if I start doing HIT, then I'm going to burn my burn myself out. But I went to the shoot. When I finished that shoot, I grabbed some food and I went and I had a hockey game that night. Yeah. So where most guys are like depleting themselves and they feel like complete crap and they're like counting down the days. They're the counting job. down the days yeah. and then after like I was like no, I was like afterwards people were like aren't you beat up? I'm like no because I did something that was sustainable and that's my view on nutrition. Right. It is, you know, I don't do paleo, I don't do keto, I don't, I don't all these fancy names, the Mediterranean diet. No, I eat good quality foods. Okay, I consume. Carbohydrates, healthy yeah. carbohydrates, I concern proteins, I concern fats, I concern vegetables, consume vegetables. I eat a, it, it's called quality foods. It's mm. called quality eating. There, there's no, the, the ratios of it, sure, they switch for me throughout the year. Whether yeah. I have carbs for breakfast, carbs at night, how much carbs I'm having in my workout, around my workout depends on my training, it depends on the time of year, it depends on my activity levels, my stress levels. Yeah. People are like, they just want to take one formula and they're like, oh,
0: you know, I do keto now. Mm. I'm like, okay, great. Like comes near a community or a bit of it almost like cult like doesn't it with a lot of these
1: and it's bullshit i'm sorry for saying that i i believe yes there is this spe- how am i gonna put this there is a diet for everyone in the sense of like yes is is there a sp- specific person that keto would make a lot of sense for yeah i believe the answer is yes i agree i believe that 90 of the population the answer is no that there's a very small popular there's a very small percentage of someone's coming to me and they're like, well, I've Alzheimer's in the family and I, or, or you know, I, I was diagnosed with cancer or, which there's still question mark on because, you know, you're ridding your body of glucose now and can those cancer cells multiply without glucose? Now they're starting to say, well, no, they, they can, but you're gonna be flat on a keto diet. You're gonna de- dehydrate your body of water on a, on a keto diet. Your, your, your brain function's gonna be great, but in time, your energy level will go to crap. Yeah. It's like vegetarians. You know, every time you talk to someone who became vegan or vegetarian, they're like, "Oh my god, I feel great." I'm like, "How many months in are you?" I'm like, "One month." I'm like, "Awesome, keep yeah. going. Like, have have fun. Learn it." They're like, you think I should do it? I'm like, "Absolutely." And the reason why I say absolutely is because I want them to find something find out. out. Yeah, find out, do it, experiment with it, and then. Correct. like five to six months in they're calling me up and they're like I feel like shit yeah. my fingernails are brittle like I'm not like like I feel smooth like I'm not as lean as I used to be and I'm like listen man like this is it's fine you can have your opinions you can have your beliefs and I'm not going to argue that yeah. but these are the reasons why I eat animal protein and I yeah. believe in it yeah, so yeah, great. I'm not saying it's listen I work for a plant strong company and I think vegans do it awesome but yeah. for me for myself it, it it it's not the best diet for me
0: great awesome now I want to find out in your life outside of your family, uh-huh. who are the top three most influential people that you've had come into your life, and why? And it might be a hard question to pick, narrow it down to three, but if you had to, who would they be?
1: You know what? Um, I've had some clients that have been really influential on me. Um, I think they've shown me such a level of like love and such a level of support. Um, Family's been the hugest for me. I mean, yeah. my, I mean, I know you said besides family. My, my wife is like, I mean, she's just my rock. Or she's yeah. not blood-related to me, so I guess I can't yeah. that. But, um, you, know, my, you know, yeah, I'm not answering your question. But my, first off, it's my, it's my parents, my wife, my, my brother's been huge. That's all family. And a non-family would definitely be, i got a few clients up there who've been really supportive when things weren't going great for me at a certain time. Okay, Didn't have a problem writing a check support yeah, me, help me out um, and, they, and, and they've still been there for me so that's, uh, that's, been, that's been really special
0: Great Do you have a morning routine? I do. A, lot of, uh, a lot of successful people that I like to talk to and, and <clears> podcasts <throat> that I listen to books that I read it's very common that's, uh, that they have a morning routine so what's yours?
1: Well, it, I, I pretty much wake up at two different times during the week, Monday to Friday Okay. All right. So I'm either, uh, this morning I was up at 4am because I had a car service pick me up at 5 from Long Island and in that period of time, I wake up, probiotic, water, brush my teeth, shower. I go, I throw my breakfast on the skillet that's prepared from the night before. And I lay on a, um, a microcirculation system called, system called Beamer. Again. And I lay on that for eight minutes. And while that's recovering my body, I focus on my meditation. By the time I hop off of that, my breakfast is ready. My meals for the day are packed in the fridge. As I'm eating my breakfast, you know, I'm packing my bags, taking my time, checking some emails. And I'm in the car and then I'm off. Um, I try and do, um, when I have time in the morning, I'll try and throw in some infrared saunas. I got an infrared at my house, so I'll mix that in as well. Um, I'm, I'm, activity for me is every day. I mean, even when I took off the last two weeks, I was stretching, moving every day. Yeah, uh, I wasn't lifting that. any weight, but I was either in a sauna um, and stretching. Uh, still was, taking care of your body. Still taking care, of my, taking care of my body. Now, did I go out and have a couple beers? Absolutely. Last, you know, Thursday, I was like, my wife, I got home from work early. I'm like, let's get a burger and a beer. She looked at me like I had not had. She's like, done, let's let's go. But I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I love that stuff. Yeah, I mean, right. like, going out and, like, eating food off the diet and, and mm-hmm. having a couple of beers or, you know, a couple of drinks and having somebody. You should be able to do that with that. I love it. But yeah. people, like, look at, like, when, when you say it, they're like, oh, you know, it's, like, no, it's part of life. It's part of, like, I enjoy food. I enjoy doing that stuff. I just, you know, I'm really strict. When I'm supposed to be straight. and then yeah. when it's time like to let the let the hair down, great. Like I, I, during certain times of the year, things kind of get more intense. Now so August for me is really like kind of a laid back month. This yeah. is the month every year where month yeah, almost. week like week like work calms down a little bit. Probably go out and grab some dinner with some friends this week. Have a couple drinks, fine. Like I'm not gonna get crazy. Like mm-hmm. the weekend probably lay lo- lay low. Like. the the diet I mean my macros going to be dialed in no my macros will not be dialed in this month I will be eating as close to where my macros would be but if it's time and someone's grabbing me and I'm off of work early they're like let's go get your wife let's go done I'm 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 in and you gotta do it because you know what then when things get busy at work and I'm really dialed in then like that's when I'm going and I'm I'm not going at that speed because I feel like I have to I'm going because I want to so I've learned to kind of relax in that sense my body's gotten a lot better because of it So.
0: Amazing. Now, I want to be uh, respectful of your time because I know you're busy, man. Probably. So, I've got four questions that I want to fire at you now. And this is what I call the push. So, for those that are listening and watching, um, this is a segment of the podcast and IGTV that we're going to be throwing in a bit more often now. Um, and basically, I want to find out what your push is. And we're going to wrap up with one more question after that. So, first question is What are you currently doing outside of your comfort zone that's going to improve your life? Wow. Um,
1: You know what, you're the first person I'm actually telling this to, you know, I'm stopping by my church almost every day on the way home. So I'm an usher. And this is something that you haven't done previously. Yeah, I just started probably the last six, seven months and I've been doing that and I'm just trying to, I think it's reflection. I'm trying to reflect a lot more. I'm trying to focus on gratitude a lot more. It's just, and it's not that I don't enjoy doing it. I love doing it. It's about stopping and taking a moment and taking a deep breath Mm. and just saying, listen, I'm rushing home. It could wait, it could wait five minutes. And, um, just having that sense of gratitude and continuing my faith and my beliefs and all that stuff to me is really important. I'm just trying to relax in general, which is for me very difficult. Yeah. I'm uh, very, yeah, I'm very like foots to the floor all the time. I was one of those people always that would say, you know, unless I'm working as hard as I can, I'm not working. Yeah. And, um, it's really not healthy to be that way. And I've noticed you know as I'm, as I'm getting older, you know, my, my you know, you lose some people in your life that you're really close to, and you're like, Wow, well, you gotta be enjoying all this. This can't just be about work. Yeah. So, you know, it's important to me, my family, my children. I mean, they come first. I mean, I would quit everything I'm doing right now for them. Yeah, so um, I think it's just really what's out of my comfort zone is taking a deep breath and just trying to relax from a training standpoint. I can't even go there because it's just I'm always trying to get myself out of my out of comfort, comfort zone. zone yeah. I'm always trying to do that. So I think the things that are out of my comfort zone are more of relaxing mentally and spiritually outside just, of the gym. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And
0: what's the second question is what's the payoff? What's oh. the payoff um, from doing that? Like, is, does that improve your um, the time you get to spend with your family at home? Does it improve your mindset coming into work? Does it, it improves it improve?
1: my mindset, It improves my mindset coming into work, but it also I feel like keeps me. ...in this state where I'm really just happy. Mm. Did that mean, do you follow yeah. what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Where, where at times, if, if I don't have that moment to reflect, I think what ends up happening is I will get so... I'll, yeah, I will get self-centered. I'll get so focused on work and being successful and money and the next project. Mm. And to me, that's important. But that's not what makes me up as a human being. Yeah. What makes me up as a person... It are my beliefs it's my family yeah. it's my friends it's the fact that I can help people in this business so that really allows me to kind of take a deep breath and say why am I doing this am I doing this to be wealthy or am I doing this to help people I got in this business to help people to help and when I feel the best about myself and you know it you know, someone's struggling to walk across the street with groceries and you're running over and helping that gives you a good feeling. It does yeah, it always does. And whether someone wants to admit it or, or not. So my thing is, I need to be around that more, and I want to continue to be around that more. So when you're a good person, that's what you want to do, and that's that's my belief. I just want to continue to help people and be good, and you know, I don't care. Like I don't. Even when you contact me on the podcast, like I didn't want anything. I was like, wow, this is a nice guy. I checked out your page. Like I saw oh, how thanks. you, I, I saw how you, you know, you asked me a bunch of questions and there were, there were nice questions and I knew you were coming off in a good spot. and I went through your page and I was like, all right, this guy has got good intentions and I'd love to give you time. And I think, did Kim say 30 minutes? Yeah, yeah. I got as yeah. much time as you want. I mean, I got sure, I got guys. more time beyond Appreciate that, it. so don't worry about that. She just does that just because she knows I'm always booking stuff, but I'm actually good for the uh for 45 minutes to an hour. So you know, it's just you know, I think in the beginning you always have your guard up with certain people, but then you realize everyone's you know a lot of us are good out there. And it's yeah. just we're all trying to make it work and make it happen and build a business and 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 just live our fullest life if that makes sense. It
0: makes makes plenty of sense. Thank you. So question number three I have for you, Don sure. is. Well, is there any hurdles or obstacles that you're currently facing, whether it be with work or outside of work at the moment, that are kind of making things a bit harder to get to where you would love to be? Absolutely!
1: Oh my God! Like so, I think when you have to wear a lot of hats, as as enjoyable as it is, it starts diluting the process. So right now, you know, I've got several. Bre- so I've got Dry Four Ninety Five, which is my bread and butter, which is this place, which has yep. given me everything that I that I have today, and. Um, I have some brands I'm working with that I have to focus on. So I have On Running that I just signed a deal with this week. Um, Garden of Life, Epicured Meal Delivery Service and um, I'm in the middle of a raise so I'm, I'm okay. doing a cap raise and, and, and that's difficult and my, and my app my friends in the middle of one, one yeah, event, and um, and yeah so I'm, yeah. I'm 800 grand in out of a million two and I've done several of these but we're doing this whole rebranding and this cap raise for my digital and, and all that stuff so I'm almost at I mean I'm two thirds of my way through the cap raise which is great And um, but it's taking up a lot of time and it's taking up a lot of my energy and it's taking me away from focusing on my digital product okay, yeah. and so I think i have Going a good team more yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's really difficult, and you go in and you spend some time with people. And you know, we raised money last week from one guy, and then one guy rejected it. And it's just that's life. I mean, you know, you sit down with your head for a second, you're like, oh shit, this sucks. And then you just say, all right, man, I gotta keep pushing, I gotta figure it out. So, yeah, to be honest with you, it's probably that. And I I know with me, I I would love to just sit there and create content and just. Mm you know, build the program for people and, and, you know, even training clients, I'm trying not to do that much anymore, okay. it's pretty minimal, it's yeah. probably, you know, I'm probably working 15 to 15 sessions a week, if i that is, okay. it yeah. used to be 50, 60 sessions a week, yeah. so now there's a couple of people I've been working with for a while that I stay with because, you know, they're uh, they're my people, Yeah. Um. but I got a team of 10 coaches now helping me out and two physical okay. therapists and it's it's been cool, so yeah, to answer your question, it's definitely the cap raise certainly with everything
0: else. Awesome, and then the last question uh, of this kind of push segment is, who out there can help you? Who can help you get to where you'd like to be, which can then potentially help others get to where they want to be? When you say who, who can help me or who can help the uh, the individual listening to this? Who can help you? Who around you? Are? Or, you know, I think you've even mentioned a number of them throughout the show. Like who around you is, oh, is yeah. helping you? Or who oh, my God. You?
1: So I've got, uh, I've got Tiago, who's been one of my uh, coaches for 13 years. He's come on with digital. Uh, I've got Kim, who's been working with me for eight years here. I've got JT, my sales guy. I got my wife, who's helping me with digital a little bit and organizing and doing a lot of the edit, edits. Oh my God. I got my whole team. I mean. Mm. Gabe, I mean, everyone around me is helping me. So I think what's cool, my my team at Playbook, is we're we're very organized. We know the departments that everyone's in now. It's not like, oh, would you write this for me? No, everyone, everything goes out on a Trello, on our Trello app and we've got the assignments every week. We meet every Friday. Everyone's got their assignments for the week. So digital's impressive because it's treated like the brick and mortar business. And Mm -hmm. every week, everyone's got their homework assignments. They got their tasks. They got to execute those by a specific date. And then we move on to the next. And Very much a up, team environment. Right. Yeah, yeah. right. And my job is they come to me and they're like, We have to shoot this and I'm like, Done, and we shoot this. But it took me a while to be able to get it there. I mean, that's yeah. that that stuff takes time. But you've gotta you've gotta recognize and understand that you can't do it all on your own when you're yeah. trying to wear different hats. And like I said, my job is content curation and working with these brands and you know, spreading my love and my knowledge and getting it out there and then their job's helping me to stay
0: organized. So what so it is fantastic that's works that's fantastic man and lastly mm-hmm. uh, the last question i've got for you today before we wrap it up yep. is for the listener who's tuning in today or for those that are watching uh, our interview at the moment what would you like them to walk away with um today thinking about after listening to this to this episode whether it's the first time they've heard you speak or whether they've consumed content of yours in the, in the i love it
1: well hopefully everyone enjoyed uh the 30 minutes of uh of snippets that we that we threw at you but You know, whatever you're doing, whether you're a coach, whether you're getting into business, just make sure you love it. You know, I've known too many people who've lost their lives at a young age. I've known too many people who are going to their job, whether how much money they're making, they hate what they do, or they're they're not fulfilled. You'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. You know, things will at times be amazing and things are going to be pretty damn shitty. But, you know, keep being a good person, keep doing what you love, keep trying to improve the things that you do. And if you're unhappy with something, figure out how to change it. And we can't always change it. It's very easy when someone says, oh, well, just quit then. Well, well, I have bills to pay and I have have, have obligations. No, you can't do that. But, you know, think about how can you do things differently and how can you can set yourself up for happiness and success because life is too short to go around doing something that you don't love doing.
0: Love it. Pleasure, mate. Thanks so much today, Don. Enjoy your um, trip in the
1: States. Hope everyone treats you good, brother. Oh, they have been so far. It's <laughs> been
0: amazing. So thank you. Uh, for those that are watching and those that are listening, thanks so much for tuning in today. Um, as I mentioned at the start of the show, if you've enjoyed the episode or taken some value from today, please do take a screenshot of the episode and post it up on your Instagram story. Uh, tag myself, tag Don. We'd love to hear some feedback and uh, all support is much appreciated. So hope you have a fantastic day, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Nice.